This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, May 5th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Wall Street likes Carvana's latest earnings report. Lucid executives face tough questions after sluggish sales. And self-driving trucks land in the crosshairs of California lawmakers. Plus, a conversation about tracking the paperless progress of dealerships and lenders. We're seeing technology investments like never before. There's a big movement to automate processes to better serve customers and business partners. Speed and ease seems to be the tagline. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Carvana says it sold fewer used vehicles in the first quarter as a result of a continued pullback on growth initiatives and reduced inventory size, but it reported better profit for each vehicle sold and a slimmer net loss. The online used vehicle retailer reported a net loss of $286 million for the quarter. That's down from the $506 million it lost in the first quarter of 2022. Revenue fell 25% to $2.6 billion. Carvana also reported an adjusted loss of just $24 million, down from a $348 million loss a year earlier, and projects reporting a profit in the second quarter by that heavily adjusted measure. Wall Street liked the numbers and the outlook. Carvana shares surged 34% to $9.68 in early trading today. Meanwhile, Cars.com saw first quarter revenue grow a little and net income more than double. The retail technology company's recent acquisitions and increased dealer revenue helped offset declines in some customer areas. Net income jumped to $11.5 million for the quarter compared with $4.3 million a year earlier. We expect Lucid to face difficult questions about its future when the electric vehicle startup posts first quarter earnings after the market close on Monday. The EV startup delivered just 1,400 vehicles in the January to March period. That's well shy of the pace needed to meet its full year forecast of between 10,000 and 14,000 air sedans from its Arizona factory. In the wind-up to Monday's earnings call, investors submitted questions for consideration. The most popular question, with more than 14,000 votes, took issue with Lucid's projections from back in 2021 prior to listing shares on the stock market. It's directed towards CEO Peter Rawlinson. It says, Peter, you have said, I like to underpromise and like to overdeliver. When will we see underpromising and overdelivering? It has been the complete opposite so far. Lucid stock price has lost about two-thirds of its value over the past 12 months. Executives at supplier Borg Warner are expecting a boom in the electrification business but not before those products put some strain on its profitability. The supplier saw first quarter sales of $4.2 billion, that's up 8% from a year ago. It reported net earnings of $230 million, about flat with last year. While the company increased its sales and earnings projections for the year, its first quarter profit came in just shy of Wall Street expectations, thanks to inflated costs, high R&D spending on electrification, and sagging sales in China. 
BorgWarner expects EV-related sales in 2023 to double from last year with between $1.5 billion and $1.8 billion in revenue. That would be about one-tenth of last year's total revenue. And California, the birthplace and epicenter of the self-driving industry, could soon put the brakes on autonomous trucking. State lawmakers advanced a bill that would ban self-driving big rigs from being tested or commercially operated on public roads. That's unless a human driver is present. Industry executives complain that entrenching humans in the driver's seat would defeat the purpose of autonomy. The brewing legislative showdown pits Teamsters truck drivers against Silicon Valley's tech elite on their home turf. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Carvana has had a rough year so far, but shares rose 34% today in early trading. Does Wall Street see something we don't? Yeah, it's been a, a rough couple of years for Carvana. You know, the, the stock had a big bounce today. Keep a little perspective, right, that uh, it's up trading in the nines. You know, in 2021, it was over $300, actually over $360 a share. So it's still down quite a bit. But I think the boost they're seeing is because with the projections that they might become a little more cash flow positive, uh, maybe the bondholders aren't going to take over all the value of the equity. It looks like there could still be a, a debt for equity swap that could dilute a lot of the ownership for the current stockholders. But uh, the picture definitely looks better than it did yesterday. Gotcha. Coming up, the latest Walters Kluwer Index shows the digital adoption rate of dealerships and lenders remained flat compared with the same time last year, mirroring vehicle sales trends. We'll hear more about that next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit rayray.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Information and software provider Walters Kluwer puts out a quarterly auto finance digital transformation index to track the rate that auto dealers, service providers, and lenders are going paperless. Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Shine spoke with Tim Yowlich, head of auto strategy for Walters Kluwer, about the first quarter findings. Tim, great to have you back on the Friday F&I edition of Daily Drive. Thanks for having me today, Dan. So last time you were on, and the reason I want you on today is to talk a little bit about the auto finance 
Digital Transformation Index that Walters Kluwer uh, does quarterly. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Remind our listeners a little bit about that index uh, and, and what it does. Sure, absolutely. Walters Kluwer started a new project to provide a measure of digital adoption based on what we see within our own technology platform. We call this the Auto Finance Digital Transformation Index and was launched in quarter one, 2022. The index is tended to be a data point showing the directional trends and adoption rate of digital loan execution workflows specifically for automotive e-contracting to help dissect the relationship between emerging technology, consumer and economic trends, and the digital transformation of automotive financing. Walters Kluwer has a direct line of sight to when a digital load is consummated as the digital contract, or as we like to call it, an asset, is deposited into a Walters Kluwer e-original vault. So as a leading platform for this activity, it only made sense for Walters Kluwer to share a view and assessment. Nearly all digital loan execution platforms leverage the Walters Kluwer e-original vault technology, from franchised indirect auto financing to independent and buy your payer use car operations, both online and in person. It also includes contracts where the lender arranges financing with the consumer directly. This could be for a new loan or refinancing of an existing. The first index or graphic shows a four-year progression of e-contract volume in the Walters Kluwer e-original cloud or SaaS environment. This represents all new auto loans originated within the ecosystem of providers. The second graphic or index is new and just offered this year. It's a similar trend. Uh, view showing the number of digital auto loans involved in an ABS or asset-backed security transaction. Once again, Walters Kluwer is the leading platform for providing and facilitating the movement of digital auto loans into the secondary market and have the optimal opportunity to provide this insight. So tell me what the index uh, for the first quarter is kind of showing uh, in the auto finance industry. What are you seeing out there? Sure. Maybe I'll start a little bit around what I'm seeing in the industry, and then maybe we can jump into the index detail. So so I guess on a good note, uh, Cox Automotive increased its forecast recently of new vehicle sales, which is a good indicator that there's pent-up demand and supply may be improving. Interest rates and prices are still high, which means you know financing also costs more, and we're seeing average loan amounts at all-time highs. Uh, delinquencies are on the rise, and we seem to have this looming fear of a recession that that is spilling into selling cars. This is likely the reason we don't see the indexes shooting straight up. At some point, it has to happen as people need cars and financing, and we know the mainstream sellers are e-enabled today. On a positive note, we're seeing technology investments like never before. There's a big movement to automate processes to better serve customers and business partners. Speed and ease seems to be the tagline. Most of the focus is around credit decisioning and funding of the loans, Lenders are working with partners or within their own four walls to build decisioning engines to process data faster and without human intervention. This is only possible if the transaction is an e-transaction at the onset of the process, so that information flows from one entity to another. It is good to see our industry evolving to new levels and preparing for good times when times aren't so perfect right now. So maybe I can tie that a little bit into the indexes. I'll start with the e-contracting index. Um, Given the headwinds, we are still seeing strong use of digital tools to execute auto loans. We see the impact of modest vehicle sales having a direct correlation to the index's volume going up and or down. But we haven't seen the steep drop-off, even though the market has experienced sluggish sales the last couple of years. This says digital adoption is ongoing and why we continue to watch and report on this trend. It is a positive sign that the industry continues to move toward paperless transactions and progressing the e-movement. 
Despite the growth rate was essentially flat over the last 12 months, it was up slightly by a half a percent, the index showed a 12% growth rate from quarter four to quarter one. This aligns to the recent uptick in vehicle sales reported by Cox and others. The spike in the first quarter of 2023 is consistent with the first quarter trends in previous years. Each Q1, we see a spike. We can relate this to the typical uptick in spring auto sales and the annual impact of income tax refunds. Overall, we're observing a steady growth of digital use in the double-digit range year-over-year, with volumes aligning to the actual and projected vehicle sales across the market. We expect to see e-contracting growth continue and expand into other channels such as regional banks, credit unions, and in other asset classes such as power sports as more financial institutions adopt digital workflows to remain, remain relevant. Yeah, it's, it's a good timing that I have you on for this discussion because in Monday's issue and on the 8th, we have a big F&I section and a lot of it is on, a lot of the articles are on the use of digital and the digitization of the auto lending, auto finance world. And so this is, you know, kind of relevant to, to what we're, we're writing a lot about. And we just like, you know, like the index does, we see, you know, that uptick and, you know, more and more consumers want it. And I think the lenders see that and, you know, the decisioning is so much quicker. You're not FedExing documents. There's no printing of paper, you know, in a lot of these instances now. Just, it seems like it's just the, the way that the industry is, is going and that and the index seems to kind of show that, right? No question. And I'm glad you guys are reporting on that and then we can provide information to help support that. And maybe this this new index that we just uh, revealed in this recent uh, report may help that as well with a different angle. And so let me talk a little bit about securitizations or secondary market when it, as it involves digital loans and auto. The headwinds we talked about are also having an impact on the selling of auto loans in the secondary market. If there are less loans to be had, then there is less demand for lenders to have capital available to lend. However, we also recognize the amount of each loan is increasing, using up available capital faster. The Walters Kluwer eRigital Vault is the tool used by the auto financial services industry to manage digital assets so that they are available to be monetized in the secondary market. So we help channel capital back into businesses that drive the American economy. And auto is the largest segment in asset-backed security exchange activity, non-mortgage. Majority of the ABS activity coming from subprime sellers and with some mix, prime mixed in. Last year was the first time we saw securitization used as a tool for credit unions to acquire capital. This was new as credit unions typically hold loans to maturity. Industry data providers have reported a large gain in market share by credit unions since the pandemic started. This movement and credit unions securitizing shows that growth may continue the need to access capital, and that's very prevalent. As the economy shifts, access and speed to capital becomes front and center for the all financial markets, and the securitization index is one way for us to follow the trends. And again, Walter Skluer is the leading platform used to move digital assets into the secondary market, so able to provide this insight and activity. The amount of digital loans and securitization increased 32%, in quarter one, 2023, compared to the same quarter last year. And the number of securitization uh, loans increased a healthy 318% from the previous quarter. A large increase in quarter one isn't out of the ordinary, as trends indicate many lenders seek capital at the beginning of the new year. Over a four-year period, we have seen the overall volume or number of loans within a securitization decrease by about 35%. This reflects the overall industry headwinds and reduced sales volume we have seen since the pandemic began. What's interesting is 
with this index, we are seeing a year-over-year increase in the number of auto loans uh, securitizations, yet the number of loans within securitizations is going down. This speaks to the data point of each loan is at its highest levels and the need for capital is occurring on less volume. When the industry comes back to pre-pandemic sales levels, we expect big demand for securitization. A lot of great insight into it. Like like I said, a growing trend that we're just seeing a lot of, obviously you're seeing a lot there at Walters Cooler, that this is just kind of a, the way that the industry is moving and some are moving faster than others, but it's uh, it's a trend that we need to keep an eye on and we appreciate you coming on and, and talking about it. Thanks so much for your time, Tim. Thank you, Dan, for your attention today and spending your time with me. And at Walters Cooler, we really appreciate what you do in support of our industry and allow us to share insights through your channel. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Tim Yalich is head of auto strategy for Walters Kluwer. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own CJ Moore, Mark Homer, Lawrence Iliff, and Pete Bigelow, as well as Kurt Nagel of Crane's Detroit Business for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on finance and insurance, the latest earnings news, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back on Monday for my conversation with founder and CEO of Automotive Ventures, Steve Greenfield. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.